welcome to How's Your Represence. This show was produced by Mark Galvin and the uh, and the company ePresence. And uh, you can tell I'm not doing a very good job of reading my script. I'm doing a lot of things here today, so I'm going to do that again. Welcome to How's Your ePresence. This show was produced by Business Radio X, and I am Mark Galvin, your host. We are coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. We are so glad you are here today, and I am doing this solo. This is you know, we're, we're on live. We are live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, and typically we I have a little extra support, but you know what? People have to go on vacation, so Morgan's on vacation this week, so I'm doing a lot of the video stuff, of the little graphics on the screen is all on me, so if I screw something up, don't hold that against me. We are so glad you are here today. What do we do here? We are come to discover new ways to solve marketing issues. We want to answer the questions, the burning questions that make you better at digital marketing, make you better at marketing in general. So every every show is teed up with how do I fill in the blank. So for example, we've done shows to how to best how to find the best SEO solution. Or how about this? How to best use music in your business. Another one is what does being a DJ teach you about business. And how about this one? How to effectively market your business using marketing techniques. So while we're here, we would love your feedback. Give us topics. Send us a topic that you think we should address. We would be happy to go find someone that can address that topic. Or um, if you have a guest, send them our way. We'd love to talk to them. You can send us a message anywhere you want by hitting us on our universal social media handle, E-Presence M-E. Just E-Presence M-E. You use that handle anywhere, you will track us down. So we love asking, we love to have questions. So folks, if you're watching, throw out a question or two. We've got some, we have a great guest today that's going to be able to solve all of your website needs. And I will tell you, if you have a question about ways that you can optimize your website in new ways, and we'll show we'll tell you what that means in a moment, send us a question. We would love to give that to our guests. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about ways that you can know your website's audience better. We're going to talk about how you can, uh, well, this is good. How saying no can improve revenue. I can't wait to hear the answer to that. Also, can apps solve digital workflow issues? Mm, I think so. And the final thing that we'll talk about today is balance, mind, body, and spirit, and websites. I added the websites part, so we'll see how that goes. In the future, when you want to get back to the show, simply search for ePresence, how to build a better website. All right, folks, we'd love for you to subscribe. Whatever channel you are tuning in from, hit that subscribe button there on the bottom of your screen. Why do you want to subscribe? It's because you'll find out when we go live, and then you can pop in and send us a message and ask a question. You can find out what's going on with these uh, this great content and help you do business a little better. All right, so folks, we have a great guest for you today. His name is Jeff Smith, and he is a solutions architect with Code Conspirators. What is this? Let me tell you a little bit about Jeff before I bring him on. Number one, his best, his first job, his most favorite job, the job he wishes he had today was working in the parking lot at Six Flags. True story. I, do, I think that we could probably make that happen. 
they're back in business, right? They're open. Actually, know my old boss, and he's asked me to help him park cars at uh, the the PGA. All right. Up as well. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff, and that was just my uh, that was my conscience speaking there. Jeff went to Kennesaw State and got a, a BS in psychology. He also has one in uh, he also has a BS in biology from Georgia Tech. Then he, he joined the army. He was a combat medic with uh, in the army. Then he went back to school and got his master's in technical communications at Southern Poly. That's what we, we that's what we call it in Atlanta. It's uh, was Solly Polytechnic, and now it's become a, a division of KSU. Then he started working out on spreadsheets and databases, and he started from there working on online solutions for nonprofits, building quotes for government contracts. He went on then on to, to build online solutions and now has 20 years of experience working on websites. He didn't want me to tell you that because it he really feels like it makes him old, but uh, it's unbelievable, great experience. He's not old. Uh, <laughs> he's had great success with building OCR repair on NASJAX. All right, what the heck does that mean? What's OCR's optical character, character, character recognition? recognition? Yeah, that was actually an o- older contract. Uh, NAS is Naval Air Station, so it's for the Navy. They had uh, Orion P3 airplanes. Anytime anything happens, any problem whatsoever, they have to check the records. All the records were handwritten, and hmm. so it could take up to a month or more just to find the records and get what you needed. So we actually went through it. it and we were able to use disabled adults to help us scan the records in, provide jobs for them and create a database that the Navy oh, could use. So cool. So cool. You also built roofing, uh, roofing storm estimates, online donations for private schools and minority online banking. Some great stuff. All right. Well, so you're here, Jeff. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Folks, if you have a question for Jeff, so here's what he does. His his day job is he builds the back end of websites. He makes websites do more than what you would typically see from a regular website. And we're going to get into that. Uh, so if you have a question or two, send us questions. I will throw it right at Jeff. Uh, I'm watching. I got an eye over here on LinkedIn. And I got the other eye over here watching uh, Facebook and YouTube. So send us a question. We would love to throw them at Jeff. All right, Jeff, let's talk about this. What is it about knowing your audience on a website? So what does that what does that really mean? Uh, that's one thing I really try to live by is know your audience. I know it sounds kind of simplistic, but um, a lot of times your audience, they sometimes don't even know what they want. But talking to them, getting to know them, getting to learn what their expectations are, learn about their workflow, learn about their pain points. Where is it painful for you to do business? And the more I learn about the audience uh the customer who I'm talking with, the client, the more I'm able to hit those expectations, not just effectively, but efficiently. Uh, it allows us cool. to do things kind of, you know, out of the box, try to do it right the first time versus kind of giving you something and having to redo it and redo it and redo it. This is good. All right. So let's drill into, let's get into kind of the nuts and bolts of, of what you do, right? So, and you're with a group called Code Conspirators. Correct. For those of you who are not familiar with Code Conspirators, this is a website development firm on its most simplest form. It's really a full-service marketing firm that really drives your digital marketing presence from SEO to websites to you do a lot of work on the back end of a website. You make it do more than just look pretty. Is, is that a good assessment? 
actually making it look pretty is uh, the one thing I'm most uncomfortable with. I <laughs> had that conversation this morning. We, uh, we're working on a, 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 actually a cool project. We're working on what we refer to as kind of a learning toolkit for uh, a group that provides some solutions for CDC partners, et cetera. Oh, cool. And one of the, the, the toolkits, uh, when you landed on the page to go to learn some information, uh, the way the page looked just had some terrible graphics on it and all I could do was go to the graphic person and say help make it look pretty because I can make it work right but <laughs> so when you're when you're talking about graphics you, you your language I noticed that your the vernacular just you went down to a you know a, what a first or second grade level right it's it all about you lose a little bit of the adjective make look good I noticed yeah. that so it's kind of where you're on graphics but on the back end you are you you do the code you do all the work that makes a website execute something at a much higher level. The and graphics so, people can't do that, by the uh, way. And actually, I'm not doing code anymore. I haven't okay. touched code in, in over a decade. And the reason is now because my code is basically from about 20 years ago. <laughs> and so uh, when I touch code, the developers are like, please don't Whoops, touch the code stop. anymore. But uh, I, I'd feel like a really my forte, again, listening to the customer, mapping out the workflow, mapping out the problem, and I can actually go at a level where I can create some huge if-then statements for the developers so they can understand me to get to that correct solution and then actually work with them on creating the solution, go through quality assurance for solution, yep. making sure that I can you know train the customer on the solution. Got it. So it's a, it's a full process really from soup to nuts, but uh, yeah, as far as actually touching code, I don't do that anymore. Okay, so you are, you are very responsible for making websites do more. Yeah. So give me an example of a do more. Uh, this morning, I've got plenty. I've got probably about a million, but uh, this morning working with a customer, uh, they, uh, the type of organization they are, they have a lot of funds, discretionary. Okay. And so they are often um, attractive to nonprofit organizations and other agencies that are looking for some sort of supplemental income, donation, sponsorship, uh, contributions. And because they get a lot of those types of requests, uh, historically, you had to uh, send them an email. They sent you a form. You downloaded the PDF. You filled this out. You emailed oh, it, wow. attached it back. You okay. sent it to them. Now, that's all a digital process. But there's still there's a lot of things there that are taking a lot of time. Someone still had to go into the PDF. They had to look at the information, read it, and then transpose it into some other solution. Sure. So what we worked on today was actually just providing them a full digital solution for those types of customers. Oh, I got you. So the customer can come down to the website, give them a little bit of information digitally, and go through uh, a, a series of contingent logics. If you answer the question this way, then we're going to give you some other questions. If you answer the question this way, we're going to take you down another path. Oh, interesting. And, and so you guys have to identify all those questions, build it, and make it, well, seamless, right? You need to make sure that people can navigate through that in an effective way that to them feels natural. Feels natural. And then at the end of the day too, the the, the organization now feels like they've actually done something. They've got the ear of someone. But now we can also create some statuses, some tracking elements for management of the organization that's controlling the funds. Because now we know when the actual request came in. We've got a time and a date. We know how long it takes to turn it around. Is it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? That's awesome. Is someone touching base again with this customer to tell them yes or no, or it's on hold and why? And so we can start to track a lot of these types of metrics. And now we can actually give them something meaningful. So over the course of time, we start to develop this kind of data bank. And they can come back and they can say, hey, organizations that were, you know, uh, minority run or 8A organizations you know that were in a, a disability field 
we're getting those guys money at a 90% rate, and it's usually occurring within inside 30 days. And they can start to predict things, and they can take that information again back to their board of directors and say, here's what we're doing, here's how we're helping the community, and we can actually show you the metrics from it. So it takes everything away from filling out a form by hand and thinking about stuff to creating some actual digital metrics, and it's much faster, more Super efficient. cool. The get and and the user on the website's producing that data, so you don't have to have anybody key it in. Correct. Super, super valuable. And and generally speaking, it's kind of an old metric I keep in my head, but a lot of people don't think about it. Uh, if you're taking something, and this is any business, if you're taking something from a sheet of paper that somebody writes down, and then you're transposing it back into the computer, on average, there's a 10% error. And it's because huh. somebody fat fingers something, they put an extra space in. Fat they, finger. Fat finger. That's is it, it. like two, uh, one finger that hits two buttons? <laughs> that's what I have, fat finger, because I don't text well enough. <laughs> oh, thumb, get, fat thumbs. That's right. You yeah, get a, get a yeah, little yeah. bit of a, the wrong yeah. information. And so it takes that element out as well. I got it. So the yep. idea for additional errors, you know, you, you're taking one of those elements out. And one of the stories, that, you know, I talk with people a lot, you know, and it's like if I was to go in a room right now and say, how many people need custom software? Nobody's going to raise their hand. Well, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crickets. I would be the guy like, ooh, ooh, sign me But up. if I say, how many people in this room have a business problem? Oh, yeah. Right here, baby. Hands yeah. go up everywhere. Sure. And that's, that's where, you know, to me it is getting to know that audience because every solution that, that I'm looking to try to fulfill, I want to make their workflow better, their work problem better. And in the day, I'm hoping to generate more revenue for them because the more successful yeah. they are, the more successful I am. All right, this is good. Thank you for bringing up revenue. The next question I want to get into is that revenue gains are not always on items sold, right? And these are your words, not mine. Sometimes improvements are actually related to the ability to say no. What do you mean by that? Sometimes, you know, it's just, it, it's saying no sometimes for me to the client, and sometimes it's the client saying no to their clients because right. you get a lot of people, if I ask you a question to, you know, Tell me what it is you want. Well, I want a solution. I can go in and do this, and, and it'll be available to everyone, anyone who has a problem. Right. And if I say that back, and if we create a, a solution that actually is available to anyone who has a problem, then no one cre is using the solution. Interesting. But if I can tell them, no, we need to hone this down, and we need to specifically target a solution. Now, if this is for members of the HVAC community who are working with air conditions in the Atlanta metro area and who want to be able to do direct billing for their customers on site. Now we've got a solution. If I say, tell me how many HVAC owners you know out there that are having issues with billing, right? They're not Boom. collecting. Yeah. You know, now I start getting hits everywhere. So this is interesting. And so what you would do on, on the, the system is answer, get somebody to answer those questions, level down, level down. They're answering yes, yes, check, check, check. And then they end up going down the route that will give them the solution and hopefully I, and the solution in this case is whatever that is right. important to that client all right that's awesome um saying yes to something that's much more broad doesn't really help your old your client it really doesn't and i really don't think it helps the client either because it, it's one of these situations where any small business owner medium large size business owner in the day it's always about revenue we're always trying to create new revenue in the beginning of that is a marketing thing you know it's right. creating that funnel and the very first part of the funnel is what? Awareness, right? If no one knows you're there, they don't know you're providing a solution, they're not going to come to you. Right, absolutely. But if you're the guy who's saying, I can solve all your problems, that doesn't attract me either, right? right because I know that's not going to happen. a lie. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> all right. So the next question that I have for you is, if you're having a digital workflow problem and an integration issue, are people probably, you know, people are probably having the same sort of issue 
in other words, how do you solve that? And you say you make a is uh, an app? I, well, and so I'm not trying to be too technical here because this this is one of those words that kind of drives me nuts. <clears throat> back in the day, an, an <laughs> back app. Back in the day. Back in, back in my day. <laughs> an app actually was written in a different language and it was self-contained. But the apps that we use on our phone today, a lot of them, they are applications by today's definition, but they're kind of hybridized in the sense that the hmm. application that you're using, it's not often self-contained. You have to be connected to the internet right. for it to work. Hmm. Very good point. Um, and, and Actually, be, I don't know one that will work without the internet. I can now, name you right? a few, but there oh, really? aren't very many. Okay, all right. right? Cool. And, and, but the thing is that if you can connect to the internet or you need to connect to the internet for the application to be successful, right. then you open up the opportunity that we can create that digital solution on basically kind of standard types of software. Right, um, like where a website page? Website type, responsive like type software that yeah. looks like an app, yeah, exactly. Cool. And that saves the customer money and it also usually saves time uh, as far as getting to the finish line. That is really cool. I think it's fascinating that a lot of the apps that we use, I say a lot, and I'm making a broad generalization because I'm a professional user. So I don't do any of these apps. I don't understand the back end, but I am. I use apps like crazy. My kids make fun of me for having too many apps. But a lot of them today are, in fact, just little portals that get the get you to a web page, and you're flipping through the web page. I think a lot of news sites look are, are are probably built that way. A lot of them are, yeah. You'll see that a lot. And and the so the issues with apps too, because a lot of people say, oh, I need an app. I need an app. Well, great. You know, let me help yep. you make you. And part of the thing too is if you have a if you have a business problem and you're in some type of business, you're probably not the only person having that problem. Sure. And if you can't find that solution readily available for you, and you can talk to me or our, our organization and we can help you out, then it, it opens up that possibility of what we're all looking for, which is passive revenue. Because if I can create a solution for you that's really good and it works, and we can then turn that around and rebrand it so that other people in the same type of field who are having the same problem can use your app, now you can actually start to create a little bit of a revenue stream, not just because you're selling your product or services, but because you're leasing your own brain trust, if you will, your ideas. I love that. And so um, you, you, you said something, you noticed this, you said something and I went, oh, I started <laughs> typing over here. It's because I just put a little hashtag in there, passive revenue. I love that. And you know what? We all want passive revenue. It, you know, one of the things that I think of with passive revenue is online training. Mm. Uh, I do a lot of my own webinars. And I've had a lot of people who have joined me on my webinar say, you need to do online training. And they're totally right. And, and you guys, and I bet if I came to you and said, hey, I, I, I want a system where people have to pay to play, pay to get to that, you could create that on my website where you click, up, you know, you get to that and you could buy into some of those um, online training programs. And, and sometimes the way you think that the application is going to be used is, is great and that works, but sometimes there's other ways to rebrand it tweak it or something and then you can use it for something entirely different uh, an example a few years ago uh, worked with a guy who was working on an app for uh, a specific type of sport uh, for his kids to help him track some metrics and things like that right. and we worked on it. it was very quick but then you took the same idea and you can apply it now to two three four different types of sports at the end of the day, the sports are completely different, but the types of possession and things that are going on are the same. You can rebrand it. And that's the right. idea, same idea with business. You may be working in uh, the, the plumbing business, but what you're doing 
and how you're tracking could have the same type of principles for construction or something else that someone else could okay. use. So you're letting the cat out of the bag here, man. Sorry, man. You guys have worked with a number of people. You've done these solutions. Mm -hmm. So if I come in and I said, I'm looking for this, you probably have something that you've done like that in the past. So it makes it a little easier. It does make it a little easier. And also, you know, I I think we've, between all of us and, you know, in the organization, we've got a real good breadth of experience. Wow. And so that brings a lot to the table. And if somebody's talking about something, if someone doesn't know it specifically, there's usually someone else who's got a key in somewhere and they can help provide a little bit of additional insight. That's really cool. But it's always, it's a lot about questions and spending times with a customer. And especially during COVID, that was really hard because everybody wants to do a Zoom meeting. (laughs) Right. And I mean, you read on my bio, one of my degrees is in psychology. Right. And Which, I'm by a, the way, I'm always careful what I say to him because of that. Because <laughs> I'm always making those notes. So tell me about your mother. But uh, <laughs> I'm always looking to Do see. Do you talk how, to your mother? That's right. Still? Do yes. you see how you react? <laughs> and if I'm on a Zoom meeting, sometimes it's hard to see that. And plus, I'm terrible on Zoom meetings because I have a lot of I have a lot of energy and I don't right. drink coffee. Um, I just up Thank and God. I'm going and I like to walk around the room a lot. Right. And but if I'm in a room with a customer, I'm really keyed in on the more and I can see when I'm talking if they're interested. And a lot of those things, it really helps me to understand because when they're getting excited mm. about a problem or a solution in their head and they're really starting to lean in yeah, right? because yeah. I can tell it's really important to them, that makes me know, hey, okay. this is important. Hello. Yeah. And this is going to be where our success is measured as well. All right. This is a great transition. The upsell is from listening, you say. How do you make that – how do you – how do you make them feel to garner that upsell? I think you've just hit it. Is that it? Yeah, I think it's just it. It's talking. It's it's a lot of the same things we we talk about. You know, in, in any normal type of communication. You know, my my lovely wife and I. You know, whenever sometimes if we have a disagreement, it's usually because of poor communication. Sure. Uh, and the same thing with business. As long I find that most people, as long as you're communicating with them, if they talk to you, let me talk back to you. Tell you what I heard. Let me ask you questions that you want to talk about. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about their kid or their dog or, right. you know, their favorite hobby or whatever mm-hmm. else? And if I can get a customer to find that point of engagement with them as well, they're going to talk to me about it. And I want to hear as much because it's not always hearing about the single problem they brought you in for. The problem itself, sometimes it's something on the side. Yeah, uh, we're not good at that. I mean, just as human beings, we, we see the, the pain point. We, are, we have a difficulty going back five levels to see that, okay, the pain point is here, but it's been caused upstream by something else. You know, it was caused upstream when, you know, you talk about spouses. It would, you know, the problem happened when, um, when my salary dropped because I switched jobs and all of a sudden we're not going on vacation. I totally made that up, yeah. but whatever, right? And so it creates a, another pain point further downstream. You got you to gotta kind of dig into that to find those things. And so you do that in business. You do that when you're talking to your, your clients. I have one of our biggest customers right now. They, uh, they're a lock manufacturer. You've never heard of them, uh, but if you've bought anything with a lock in it, they probably made it wow. at one point in time. Uh, and we're trying to figure out a way to get their information online, not only for end customers, but really for their distribution network, which is huge. Wow, cool. been working on this problem literally for months, uh, going over it, rehashing it, and on the phone talking with them yesterday in a Zoom meeting, which I didn't like, but we did it. Um, <laughs> I, I kept asking the, the same questions like over and over again <laughs> and I could almost hear their frustration and why you know me asking mm-hmm. the same type of question mm-hmm. and then finally somebody said 
well, the reason we're doing it this way is because the president said he didn't want us to adjust our back-end database. And I said, well, the cust- this is not going to adjust your back-end database. It's right. only going to adjust what the customer sees on the front end of the website. Hmm. If we do it that way, does he have a problem with it? And there was quiet in the room. And everyone said, no. And I said, well, that's a, that's a group hug moment right there. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we How do you do a group hug on Zoom? <laughs> because we have solved a problem that's been looming over us for literally weeks and months. That's unbelievable. And it's going to, it, it's, it's going to be tremendous because they've got so much to offer uh, to their client base. And we've basically moved uh, 25, 35,000 product inventory into a situation where now it's chunkable. That's a hmm. term I like to use. I do like that. Create chunkable. chunks, yep. right? It's chunkable, which means it's manageable, which means that the customer's going to have a great interface now. So it's a full I – mean, the thing is, is people can get a website to re- – let their they can dream on anything, and you can it's, – it's doable. Right. These things can be created. It's very possible. And you know, it's, it's so weird today, too, because, I mean, literally, uh, while we're on this conversation, I could have gone on my phone and I could have created a website and any number of apps and avenues. Shut up. You couldn't have done it while we were here sure. talking. Sure. No. But, but something very, very simple. But okay. my point is that anyone can do that. Right. Right. It's there. Well, I, I disagree with that. Well, but my, my mother would not <laughs> my, be able to do it. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we're looking to help provide business solutions for those customers who have what I would refer to have more to tell or more to do than just a brochure. Right. Um, and and that's like I said, you know, anybody who wants custom solutions, you know, nobody says anything. But when I say how many people actually have a specific problem, a lot of people say yeah. And that becomes from you know a, just tracking who's hitting your database right. or who's hitting your website, I should say, right? And and, and bringing those leads in, you know, so you can quantify them, or providing solutions. And sometimes everybody thinks about solutions for your end customer. But a lot of these solutions are sometimes for your own employees, providing a way for them to get yeah, in and point. create billing or tracking. Uh, we, we work on a, a huge uh, a huge HR database where the customer, because the, the company is so old, they've got people who have benefits package who are still on a pension plan, people who are you know a little bit more modern, they've got a 501K. We had other people who are contributing. So because the, the company's age and acquisitions and things that have happened over time, depending on when you join the company, they've all got kind of different benefits plans. And so mm. one thing they wanted to do was to be able to have a portal that's online, that's secure, that you have to right. get to only through you know secure passwords and everything, but where depending on who you are in the company, you see what's important to you. Yeah, you see my, I can see my own data. Right, I see my data if I've only been in the company five years, but if I'm, you know, Jimmy over here who's been here for 25 years, I see my pension plan, yeah. right, at the same time. And so oh, that's, that's cool. nothing for the end That's complicated. Customer. But, you because you've got to access confidential information. Well, you've, got a, you've got to sparse data from yeah. different sources, something's yeah. secure. You've got to do a lot of different Is there Are keys. there HIPAA concerns for some of these medical? So as components? long as you're not doing, you know, I always refer to, uh, you know, kind of that medical uh, medical file, you know, type of software where you're actually showing personal information. Right. Because that does fall under different, you know, different rules. And so some we do try to stay yeah. away from stuff like that generally just because of those rules. Sure. But you want to provide the security, you know, anywhere you can. But, again, you know, the client is not always necessarily your end client. Sometimes the client is your inside client, I your inside that. customer. I love that. All right. Where do you want people to go to find you? You want it, you want them to go to the website. You want hey, can we can we tell everybody about your LinkedIn profile? Send them to see in LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn profile, and you know I wish I was one of those guys who was on there all the time, keeping up to date. Hello. I know. I know. I, I, can, know. I can help you. With I, I know somebody. <laughs> uh, but, uh, code hey, cons- I got it on the screen. Codeconspirators.com. You can find us there. Uh, years ago, um, if you 
known me for a while. We actually used to be called Your Design Online. Okay. Uh, and so we have a new name, uh, but just because we've really kind of increased our, our offerings to right. customers. Right. So we're a lot more than kind of what I we I love used that to name. Uh, and it really kind of speaks more to who we are and what we're doing because, uh, again, it's not so much about just the website. It's about actually creating that code, right, conspiring with you to create the code that's going to help you solve a problem. I think that's really cool. I think that's awesome. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming in. And, and for all of you folks that are that are watching, here's the thing. Uh, we, we switched the show. This show typically happens on the third Thursday at 3. We're doing it a little earlier because um, I have a conflict on the third Thursday at 3. This is running on the third Thursday at 3. So if you're looking at your watch today, wait, isn't it the third Thursday at 3? Yes. So it, it's also is, uh, the end of the month, the end of the quarter, halfway through the year. And it's like everything that can come through is like yeah. all hitting today. And I hit you I, I hit you with a note this morning. And you're just like, dude, I'm not talking to you till 3 o'clock today, so go away. <laughs> There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening today. Well, I do appreciate you coming. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. So for the rest of you folks, thank you for being here. We do appreciate all of you listening and all of you watching this show. Um, a little bit about ePresence. We are a full-service social media agency. Here's what we want. We want to help you and your organization do more online. Yes, we want to help you do more online. So reach out to us. We can help you with your company Facebook page, your company Instagram page, LinkedIn page, uh, YouTube channel. We can help you optimize all those. And we also have a nice offering where we help you activate the personal side of social media for your company as well. So we do all of that. We offer consulting, we offer training. We also have a new division called eForensics where we help clean. Well, what we do is we provide a report to lawyers about social media for their clients. So if you need that type of information, we can help you with that. Uh, you can find us online. We are at epresence.me epresence.me and the reason that it's me is because it's all about you so epresence.me and it's all about you if you go to our website and you go to epresent excuse me you go to e-pr.me slash listener so that's a little shortened version of our website you'll be able to take advantage of a five percent discount on our services uh, just go there click that button we know you're, the, and then we'll know that you're a How's Your E-Presence listener, and we'll give you that discount. We broadcast live every month on the third Thursday at 3, but you can catch us anytime by just 24-7 going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio. Uh, how's your e-presence everywhere? We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We are on, we run live on LinkedIn. We'd love for you to subscribe. There's that subscribe button right there. So please subscribe to the show so that you are notified every time we go live. You can pop in here and ask us a question or two. We also have all of our shows out there on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and even the Amazon Echo. Uh, go to our website. If you want to find any of these, you can find all of our podcasts sitting on the website. Just go to epresence.me, look for podcasts, and you can find links to all of it, or there's a shortened link that we just put on the screen there. This show is promoted by Amanda Pierch. It's produced by Mike Salmon. And Mike, I'm talking slow, so I get to the right slide here in a second. Until next time, for my guest, Jeff Smith. I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X.